Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions in nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Lee, I'm very excited that I was able to get you on the podcast. Tell everyone who you are and what do you do? Well, thanks for having me, Rick. It was a distinct pleasure to get introduced by a mutual friend to you and to get the opportunity to come here. So I'm really excited about this myself. My name is Lee McWhorter. I'm the chief technology officer for a company out in California called Covered Six. We're kind of an interesting vertically integrated company. We offer training products and services in all areas of safety, security, cyber, physical, fire, everything in public in that space. And um, so, um, and I've been doing this for as the gray hair may give away a long time, uh, both in tech and different roles. I've kind of evolved to where I am today. Of course, the most of us have those kind of stories, but very much a uh, I've been doing this for a long time, and I guess one of my claims to fame is I am a train-the-trainer instructor for CompTIA. I've taught four worldwide train-the-trainers for them, and I have, I have to say now, almost all of their certs, because they just put out a new one that I haven't had time to take, Data Plus, but I have every other cert they've ever they have out, so that's me. That's awesome. Amazing. I'm going to throw in a quick side question, just, just because you said Covered Six. Is, is that a reference to uh, you know, the military community? Well, it's a reference to military and law enforcement. Our founder, Chris Dunn, is an amazing man, honored uh, veteran, uh, former law enforcement, former post-certified law enforcement instructor. Uh, he founded this company going on 13 years ago with the idea of sort of upscaling and changing how security was taught and delivered. Um, and so we are a licensed vocational school and the Department of Labor National Standard. And yes, it is definitely a play on that cover your six. So we say we've got We've covered your six, yes. That's awesome. I, I remember it from very well from my days in the military. So I appreciate you guys doing what you're doing. Lee, why do you love being a cyber professional? Well, to be honest, I, I think the reason I love it so much is that it is a field that is ever evolving. It's a field that is, um, I mean, I guess I could say practically there's job security. I don't think we'll ever be you know, outsourced in any kind of capacity, even with AI. There's going to be a need for analysts and, and pen testers and blue teamers and the whole nine yards, the whole spectrum. But it's just, it's a constantly evolving um, area in technology. And I love technology, period. So this, I've, as I said, I've evolved in, through a lot of different ways and to end up where I am. And so to me, it's, it, it's lifelong learning. You're always being challenged. There's new tactics, new techniques, new exploits, new things happening. And so it, it just keeps you, keeps you fresh, keeps you going. So let's, let's take it into the world today. Cybersecurity is a top concern. What does that mean to you? Well, it means that if people are telling you that, or if more and more people seem to be, or saying it, or writing it in papers or whatever, then I'm glad because it's been a top concern for almost most of my career, it seems like. And I'm glad to see more uh, acknowledgement of that even though it still surprises me how many people don't or how many organizations don't fully get I guess I could say. So you have a lot of experience in this, in this space. What are some key insights you just like to share with our community? Well, you know, one of the biggest things that um, I constantly share and it fits into what I found exciting is that you have to keep current. You have to keep learning. You can't, I mean, you can rest on your laurels and ride for a while, 
but then, and, and maybe this is even true of tech in general, but definitely at the higher ends and at cybersecurity, because things change so much. If you don't stay current, if you don't stay involved, you don't stay up with the latest attacks and, and exploits and vulnerabilities and, and new technologies come in. Like I, con- I very much believe we are on the cusp of another platform. If the internet was a platform that changed the world and the web then was a, a total world changer that we've seen since the 90s and on, I think this combination of like IoT, um, cloud computing, and ubiquitous internet, which is the piece that's not quite there yet, is going to be another platform that 20 years from now, you and I are going to go, wow, look how much things have changed. Just like we look back at the 90s before the web and go, how much have things? We're doing this in the web. And so what's going to happen? Yes, smart cars and sensors and bridges, sure. But things that we didn't even think of, none of us have, because there's going to be some smart young people come up and create startups and do these new things. But anytime there's a platform coming, there's new changes and that we're going to have new devices and new things to defend against and new attacks and things we've never thought of. And that makes it exciting. But it also means you have to stay learning. You have to stay active. And, and you know, one of the things that I guess I'll tie to this is actually where we met, at least officially, was one of the cons. I, I, I'm a huge uh, person that gives back. I go to many, many cons. I do many, many things like run capture the flags, run workshops, speak, et cetera, or just go there to mentor and network and, and keep up. And that's one of the ways you can keep up and keep up with all the new tools coming. You can keep up the new announcements of new things that have been let out, zero days that are exposed. And so that is the, you know, one of the big things you have to do in this space. And my biggest insight is just never stop learning. I'm fascinated to see in 20 years what the next generation is going to be laughing about, right? I laugh about the AOL, you've got mail. <laughs> so yeah. what's going to happen to the next generation when we're old and crusty uh, and, and, they're, and they're telling us, oh, I remember that. That's stupid now. So it'll be fun to see that. I think it's going to be interesting. I think a lot of people are going to look at things that we think are super cool that have been game-changing in a way. And you could argue that was the case too. AOL, mail had been around obviously since the early internet and mail had been around longer than that. Pony Express and longer, right? But, you know, we laugh at that AOL, you've got mail. And I think people are going to laugh at having to use an app specifically to get a driver or certain things, because some of that's going to get so much more automated that it's just going to be you push a button on your phone and something pulls up and auto drives you off. And uh, so, yeah, I think the kids in 20 years will be like, wow, like kids today don't know what about a rotary phone is, right? So (laughs) Uber, what was Uber? What was, how did you, why did you do that? Why didn't you just think, what was Google? You just think and you get the answer in your head, you know, what, right. Too good. Well, that leads to the fifth and final question, which is the fun question, Lee. What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? You know, you did give me at least some warning on that one, particularly. And I've been thinking about that a lot because I like a lot of retro stuff. But I guess if I really talk to or speak to what is my favorite, it's it's old game tech in any form. I'm, I'm kind of a collector, so I love old arcade games. And I mean, not I mean, the new ones are cool, too, but mainly the old school arcade games. And then I'm a huge collector. I have been fortunate enough to, uh, being a little anal retentive, I guess, but I've saved every game I've ever had, uh, except for one called Etherboard that one of the two floppy disks has died on me and I never got a good image and I never got to reinstall it after when I went. But years ago, I built a whole virtual machine that was using, you know, like XP, which I know it's dead. I get that. But it had decent DOS support. So you could run, boom, you could run Quake, you could put Civilization, all these games that I grew up playing. Zork, you know, whatever. And they're all on this one VM. So once in a while, when I get nostalgic, I can fire that up. And they're all the games. I mean, I bought them. It's not, you know, every game I've ever collected. So I've 
I made ISOs of those floppies I've in CDs and whatever. And so, yeah, old gaming tech. And it's, it's kind of fun to see how that space has evolved over the years. It's amazing, Lee. Thank you so much for being on the CyberPro Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. It was a distinct pleasure. I enjoyed it. You did it. You made it to the end. Check us out for more content.